Last week I shared a message about worship and we focused in that message on corporate worship and my primary point was simply that when we come to church our focus should be on worship. Everything else that we associate with church, the fellowship that we have, the activities we're involved in, even our Bible study and the sermon, it's all really secondary. Now, the Hebrew writer said that, that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, but we are to encourage one another. So, yes, fellowship, Bible study, the sermon, the activities, they're all important areas in which we can in fact, encourage one another. However, the most encouraging thing we can do when we come together is to worship the God who has shown us mercy. Because as we lift our hearts and minds toward Him, how can we not help but be encouraged? So worship is a powerful aspect The most encouraging thing we can do is worship God, the God who has shown us mercy. When we lift up His praises, when we lift up His name, when we partake of the Lord's Supper and remember what Christ did for us on the cross, we celebrate the mercy of God and we give Him glory, and that is worship. And that's why we come together on the first day of the week. So, as I said last week, if you just come because, well, I'm supposed to, or I always have, or I want to see my friends, or for any other reason, we've come to church for the wrong reason. We come together on the first day of the week to worship. The other things we do, that's all well and good. And... And there are positive aspects of, to all of that. But primarily, we are here to worship God. Now this morning, I want to uh, continue this theme of worship by looking at how we can make every day a day of praise. I mentioned last week that this message this morning was going to be very different. And it is. Uh, it's about worship, but in a very different way. In a way that uh, is much more practical, if we can put it that way. And you'll understand what I mean by that concept as we go on. I've entitled this message this morning, Watching for God. With a subtitle of, how to make every day a day of praise. So before we go any further, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Our gracious Father, we come to you today. We've lifted up songs of worship. We've prayed to you. We want to study your word now. Father, we want to lift you up. We want to hold you up before us in our eyes that we might see you constantly. 
And as we consider these, these thoughts this morning, and, and in many ways they're very simple thoughts and yet also very profound, I pray that you would open our hearts and minds to this and maybe, hopefully, challenge us to take the action we're going to talk about today. So we ask it, Father, in your Son's name. Amen. It was somewhere around three years ago, uh, I was teaching at a, one of our VBS, community VBS programs, and the class that I was teaching to the children had to do with how God is everywhere and how He is always at work, and if we would just pay attention, we will see God in the things and in the happenings all around us. And as a part of this lesson, each child was given one of these. It's a little wrist, wristband, and on, on it, it has the challenge, watch for God. Now, perhaps you think to yourself, well, that's pretty simplistic, and something children would do, they'd maybe put that around their wrist. But I want to challenge you this morning to reconsider. I still have this because it hangs on the gear shift of my truck to remind me daily, anytime I'm driving, to watch for God. My message this morning is, in fact, going to be very simple. But if taken to heart, I really believe it can make every day of your life change from being mundane, common, just another day, to a day of praise. So let's begin by talking about your typical day. Actually, I'm not going to talk about your typical day. You are. And this is what I want you to do. In just a couple of moments here, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And in your mind, go back to yesterday. And think about from the time you got up to the time you went to bed, what happened. Simple enough. Now, obviously, you're not going to have time to go through every little teeny detail of the day, but generally speaking, what took place yesterday in your life. So, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes now and begin right now to think about what happened yesterday.
Okay, I don't know if I gave you enough time to go through your whole day, but you probably got through most of it. And I'm guessing, as you thought about what happened from the time you got up as you went through your day, I'm guessing that you probably didn't see God in the things that you thought about when you were thinking about your day. But it's not because God wasn't there. It's because you weren't looking for Him. I'm going to share a little poem with you. This was written by Joyce Kilmer back in 1913. Cute little poem. It says, I think I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree. A tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast. A tree that looks at God all day and lifts her head, lifts her leafy arms to pray. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. Upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. Somewhere in the 1940s, there was a guy named uh, Ogden Nash. I don't know if you ever heard of Ogden Nash. He was a uh, humorist, and uh, he took this little poem that I just read to you, and the first part of it, he did his own little version of it. He said, I think that I shall never see a billboard as lovely as a tree. Indeed, Unless the billboards fall, I may never see a tree at all. Now that's cute and that's comical. But I want you to think about this. When you're driving down the highway, which do you notice most? The trees or the billboards? And if you say the trees, Exactly what about the tree struck you? Or did anything strike you? Did you think about God? You see what I mean? I'll bet in that day you just thought about. You undoubtedly had an opportunity to see a tree. But you just saw it. You didn't see God. Trees. Have you ever stopped to realize that every tree is unique? Even if they're the same kind of tree, every single one is absolutely different. It is unique. And each one is amazingly complex. We have a tendency just to see the tree. But it is extremely complex. And it all starts from a tiny little seed. Yet from that tiny seed grows this intricate, complex, beautiful plant. And through a process called photosynthesis, the leaves of that tree pull in carbon dioxide and water and use the energy of the sun to convert this into chemical compounds like sugar that feed the tree 
but as a byproduct of that chemical reaction, oxygen is produced and released into the air by the tree so that you and I can breathe and live. God did that. He did that for you, for me, for your dog, your cat, the cows, the horses, the pigs, the chickens, the birds, anything that breathes. God made that tree and those plants to give off oxygen so that we could breathe and live. What do you see when you see a tree? Do you see God? Butterflies. We see them and we, we may think and probably do think how pretty they are. But do we even for a moment think about the miracle that is a butterfly? You see, before it's a butterfly, it's a caterpillar. Crawling along ever so slowly on its combination of 16 legs, six of which are real legs and the rest are little stubs that come out and help it crawl along. Then in about two to maybe five weeks, it spins a cocoon around itself. And when it's fully wrapped in its cocoon, it releases enzymes that literally dissolve its body. And everything is turned into kind of a soup, except for a few choice cells that stick together. And these cells feed off of that soup, and they begin to multiply. And some of them turn into eyes, some turn into wings, some turn into legs. And eventually, a butterfly. It takes anywhere from one to 21 days for this to happen. And then the cocoon breaks open, the butterfly emerges to dry its wings, and then the beautifully colored butterfly takes flight. God did that. What do you see when you see a butterfly? Do you think about God? Clouds. A few years ago, Joni Mitchell, <coughs> excuse me, Joni Mitchell released a song entitled Both Sides Now. I don't know if you ever heard that song. The first uh, line in that song goes like this. Bows and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feathered canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way I remember when I was a kid sitting on the front porch of the old parsonage watching the thunder clouds roll up over the horizon and I've always been intrigued by clouds. Now the simple explanation is that there is invisible vapor in the air which becomes too heavy 
to remain vapor and finally becomes tiny liquid droplets that attach themselves to dusts and other things that are in the air. And once they have attached themselves to that, you can see them. And it's a cloud. It's actually much more complex than that. I'm still intrigued by clouds today, but for a different reason than the fact that they're simply beautiful. Often when I'm driving, uh, I will look out my window and I will see a soft, fluffy cloud drifting all by itself. And when I see it, I, I of course think how pretty it is. But I'm also overwhelmed by the thought that Jesus will come in the clouds. And I wonder, what will it be like? Will it be beautiful clouds like I'm looking at at this moment? Or will it be those thunder clouds rolling up? Clouds. God did that. What do you see when you see clouds? Do you think about God? Do you see God? Do you see God in a tiny baby? A human being that started as a seed and became this immensely complex creature. A tiny baby so helpless, so innocent. Do you see God in the smile and laughter of a child? Do you see God in the kind words of a friend? Maybe you've been down, maybe you've been feeling low, and a friend says something so kind to you. Maybe a stranger says something so kind to you, and it just changes your whole concept. It probably even shows on your face. Do you see God in that? Do you see God in the sight of someone being good and helping someone else? Or do you just think, well, that was nice? Or do you see God? Do you see God in the forgiveness someone gives to another? Does it make you think about the forgiveness God has given you? Do you see God in the eyes that speak love when you look into them? Does it make you think of the love of God? Do you see God in the petals of a flower? Do you see God in a beautiful sunrise or sunset? Do you see God in those moments when disaster could have happened and didn't? Do you see God in the times when bad things do happen 
but something good results? Do you see God in those moments when something hard and difficult has taught you an important lesson? God is in all of that. God is in the world all around us if we would just pay attention. If we would be watching for God. I put something in your bulletin today. It was written by Melissa Taylor, 2007. Melissa Taylor is a speaker for the Proverbs 31 ministry. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the essence of it was she had been to a a, a women's conference and she was a speaker and she was just so touched by the way she saw how God had worked in the lives of these women. And she was on her way home contemplating all of that when a deer ran out in front of her and she hit it. And the deer was thrown off to the side of the road and, and it was dead. And she was so upset about it, she got home and Uh, Of course, her husband and her children came around her to encourage her. She said, hours later, I was still shaken. My ultra-sensitive and loving son, Dylan, noticed this and offered me a godly perspective on my situation. He said, Mom, there are many reasons this could have happened and none of them your fault. God has a plan and a purpose for everything, even the deer's life. Maybe that deer was very sick and God used you to put it out of its misery. Or maybe God was protecting the man behind you, so he used your car as a shield. Or maybe God knew that there are many deer and that there's only one you. Maybe he knew that You needed to be my mom today. Mom, whatever God's reason, it's not your fault. But you have to trust Him. He was with you the whole time. He never took His eyes off of you or His hand off your head. And she writes, Will someone please pass the tissue? (laughs) Her son Dylan was doing what we all need to do. See God. Watch for God. No matter what's going on, no matter what we are experiencing. Imagine with me, if you can, what every day would be like if you went out into your day watching for God. Intentionally watching for God. Typically, we don't do that. Typically, we just, whatever you talked, thought about when you went through your day yesterday, that's pretty much what we do. We get up, we go about our business, we do whatever we have to do, we're all wrapped up in what's going on around us. We're not really thinking about God. But what if we would go into each day intentionally watching for God. The truth is, we do see God all around us every day. We just don't acknowledge Him. 
We're so wrapped up in what we're doing, we don't notice. And we tell ourselves, oh, yes, I, I know it was God. But what if you were to go beyond just giving a semi-mental nod? What if we intentionally watched for God during our day? What if we intentionally gave Him praise every time we saw Him in our day? How much different would our day be? Maybe we re need a reminder. I have mine. What if you put a big sign on your mirror or maybe on your refrigerator or on the inside of your front door so that you would see it before you went outside? Maybe a note hanging from your rearview mirror. Or even better, maybe before you get out of bed in the morning, what if you said a prayer asking God to help you see Him today? If we could learn to do this, imagine how different our days would be. We could change our mundane, ordinary, busy days into watching for God days, days filled with moments of praise. And this, my friends, is worship. Heavenly Father, This was all very simple. And yet, Father, in reality, it's very profound. If we could only do it, it would change every day of our life because we would be constantly praising you. Help us, Father, to learn to do this to whatever extent we can, to go into every day watching for you and when we see you, praising you, help us, Father. We ask it in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.